0: Father, we thank you for Tim. Thank you for all that you've given him. Thank you for uh, the ability that he has to communicate to people. Thank you that he has invested the time on your behalf and on our behalf in preparing something for us this morning. We pray for us that you would open our ears and open our hearts to listen to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh. Ah, yes. Good morning, everybody. Yes. Um, It's, um, well, I think you know what the theme is. And it's part of our series of looking at Christian character and looking at the fruit of the Spirit. And so it is my task to look at patience with you this morning. And boy, has it been a long time coming. At the back end of the uh, summer, um, I emailed Catherine Brown to ask if there were any readings that I needed to consider to go with the theme. And I said, Catherine, I'm speaking on patience, and I'm keen to get on with it. (laughs) Ironically, I put most of this uh, stuff together in the last few days, despite my best intentions to start early. You know the saying, Lord, grant me patience, but hurry. If you've not heard that. And I wasn't originally down to do this talk, and I was asked to swap, and I knew when I was asked to swap, that I was going to end up with patience. So you might gather from these introductory comments that I don't feel particularly well equipped to talk to you about patience, and I don't consider myself to be the most patient of people. But I'm convicted by what uh, John Farron said uh, three weeks ago when he said it's fruit of the Spirit, not fruits. You can't select which ones you think you're quite good at and pat yourself on the back. Displaying Christian character is about displaying all the fruits of the Holy Spirit and we need to display that in all areas across the board so for example one poor display of self-control and that can undermine the rest of the fruit of the Spirit and in that list that's been referred to before in Galatians uh, chapter 5 verse 22 of love of joy, of peace, of patience, of kindness, of goodness, of faithfulness, of humility and self-control. If we mess up on one, then that becomes the lowest common denominator. And it's the part of us which everybody remembers. It's what we're known by. So it's one fruit, as John was saying and in fact, John Smith reiterated those words uh, the following week. One fruit with many faces. Now, being an English teacher by sort of training, I like to look words up, and the dictionary definition of patience that I came across is enduring difficulties or delays calmly. Enduring difficulties or delays calmly. About a month ago, we took our youngest son, John, up to Ardgower in Scotland, where he's begun his uh, years training as an outdoor instructor. And Sheila and I were at work um, on the Friday, so we couldn't leave until after school. We both work in schools. And we were aiming to get up to Callender, a market town uh, north of Glasgow. It's 320... Uh, 3.4 miles away from <laughs> Bridge North. The, the precision is courtesy of AA Route Planner, who haven't been sponsoring this talk. But we knew, we knew Friday afternoon was probably the worst time to think about uh, travelling, particularly on the motorway. But we didn't really have any options. As long as the M6 is behaving itself, (laughs) we should be all right. Six days earlier, we were returning from Aberdeen, having uh, taken our eldest son, Joel, up to Aberdeen. And coming back down on the M6, we encountered a closed motorway, both southbound, where we were heading, and northbound, six days earlier. Surely this couldn't happen twice to us in six days, and from our point of view, in successive journeys? Surely not. Anyway, we were soon on the M6, and it was flowing remarkably well. And then an orange warning sign flashed up, M6 closed, junction 18 to 19. And for a while, as we journeyed on the M6, it was eerily quiet, We came off, obviously, early, and tried to pick a route around the closed part of the motorway. But we weren't alone. (laughs) It was an interesting experience. Back lanes, villages, hamlets, a couple of wrong turns. Busy A-roads, all that M6 traffic spilling off the motorway to the east and to the west queues, market towns. We'd never been to Middlewich before, (laughs) but we queued and crawled past Robert's Bakery. Now, if you've not seen Robert's Bakery from a clogged arterial road before, it's well worth a look. (laughs) From outside, you get to see (coughs) all the internal workings of the bakery, a tiered system of pulleys, rollers and conveyor belts, automation at its most impressive. These are the sorts of things you can see and enjoy when your journey goes (coughs) pear-shaped. We lost about an hour and a half of journey time coming off the M6 and then trying to make our way back on. But and I don't know whether Sheila will agree with me on this one I was reasonably calm maybe not a picture of patience but not bad Sheila you'd have to ask my wife afterwards how she was she was navigating her way or our way around these back streets and back lanes maybe the experience of having to be patient six days earlier helped my being reasonably patient. Patience, enduring difficulties and delays calmly. Possibly, it's about preparation as well. There's a story of a a pastor being cross with his wife, nothing unusual, cross with his children, cross with his congregation and a member of his congregation asks his wife, because he didn't approach the pastor, who's in a bad mood, why is the pastor so bad tempered lately? Oh, said his wife, he's been asking God to make him patient, There are lots of examples of patient endurance in the Bible, but the one we're going to focus on briefly this morning is the story of Zechariah, which Mike brought to us. Zechariah, he's the husband of Elizabeth and the father of John the Baptist. And there are a number of aspects of this story which speak strongly about the need for patience. And Zechariah and Elizabeth, we heard in the reading, are both God-fearing people, they actively serve God, and they obeyed fully all of the Lord's laws and commands. And Zechariah served as a priest in the temple. And this is a task he would perform twice a year, but this particular event that we read about is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to assist in the daily offering by burning incense on the altar and it's a great honour decided by Lot and represents the high point in his service of God and incense which we were just singing about in Andy's uh, song, Let Incense Arise, incense is a picture of intercession of prayer and praise, rising to God. And it's significant that when Zechariah is lighting the incense in the temple, outside the worshipers are gathering and praying at the same time. There is power in prayer and many times I have walked into this church, uh, if I've been involved in the worship group When I come in at nine o'clock and there are people here praying and I'm coming in flustered and it just drops away because you're walking into a place where the, there's the presence of the Spirit of God and it's because of God's faithful people praying and you can feel that sense of God's presence here in, 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 in this building when God's people meet together and they pray John uh, Smith was talking about peace, wasn't he? The active peace. And you can feel that when you come into this building and people are praying and you sense God's, God's peace. God's, God's peace. God's presence. And so this is the service that Zechariah is presiding over. People praying outside. He's got this privilege of lighting the incense for the morning sacrifice and the evening. i will be doing it twice in the day. And you could say this is a pretty powerful service. Why? Because one of God's top angels pays a visit. I say top angel, I only say that because he's actually named. It's Gabriel. There are only two angels that are named in Scripture. There's Gabriel and there's Michael. And this is Gabriel that appears in this service. It's a pretty powerful one. And Gabriel turns up with a life-changing message, not just for Zechariah and Elizabeth, but for the people of Israel, especially those who have lost, those who have lost their way. So, God not only answers Zechariah's long-forgotten prayer for a son, but his prayers for the nation of Israel, too. Praying for personal needs takes patience. And Zechariah is so far past believing and hoping that he'll become a father He's so far past that. It made me wonder how many prayers have we prayed that we've forgotten about? That we've kind of thought, maybe God's not interested in that anymore, so I'm gonna leave it. This is a surprise. This is a massive surprise to Zechariah. And it's a massive surprise to Elizabeth. It's a long forgotten prayer. And so, you can imagine, this is why he makes the mistake, if it is a mistake, of questioning Gabriel in verse 18. How can I be sure of this? Um, I'm an old man and my wife is well on in years. He hides behind his own uh, unbelief and he imagines his his wife also is, is the same. We don't know what Elizabeth's view would have been at that point. If John McEnroe, were to write a version of this scripture, he would have Zechariah saying, you cannot be serious. Yeah, some of you know that. Yeah, you cannot be serious. But God is deadly serious. And Zechariah, in a sense, pays for his unbelief by being made unable to speak until John's circumcision, eight days after John's birth. So not being able to speak for nine months, over nine months. Can you imagine? Some of you might like that. (laughs) It's about patience, isn't it? Not being able to speak for nine months. It's another example of patience. But I'm sure that Zechariah came through that experience, a wiser man. And in fact, if you read on in the scripture, There's this wonderful prayerful prophecy that Zechariah speaks when he regains his voice. As if the Holy Spirit has been preparing him through that time. God's been doing a work in his life in that nine months. It's not a punishment in that sense, it's right, you're going to be quiet, and I'm going to prepare your heart. We had that testimony earlier on, didn't we? With Roe. In a difficult time, I'm going to prepare things for you, prepare the way ahead. Zechariah came through that experience a much wiser man to be patient is to be prepared but prayer can often be about patience as well and John Smith made a a similar link didn't he when he was talking about peace two weeks ago peace and prayer and this is I'm talking to you about patience and prayer you know God can do things instantly Do you believe that God can do things just like that? Yeah, Yeah, I believe he can and he does. But some things take time. I started to just put a, a little list together of things that take time that maybe some of you can identify with. Things that take time, a family member who you've been praying for for years who doesn't know the Lord. A neighbor that you've been praying for that doesn't know the Lord a friend that you've been praying for who doesn't yet know the Lord, an illness that you've been praying for or about that just doesn't seem to go away, a house that you want to sell and you can't find a buyer. Needing a job and not being able to find one. Being in the wrong job and not being able to get out of that job. Wanting a child and not being able to have one. Wanting a partner but not being able to find one. Patience, patience, patience underpinned by prayer. And in this prayer of Zechariah God does so much more than Zechariah and Elizabeth could have hoped for. He gives them a son which in verse 14 says is a joy and delight to them. So parents, if you've got children that's what they should be to you a joy and a delight. But not only does God give and Zechariah and Elizabeth's son as a joy and delight. He also takes away the stigmatism, the social stigmatism that was felt, particularly by Elizabeth, of being barren, being unable to conceive. That goes. But even more than that, God fulfills the prophecies about the coming Messiah. It's a wonderful combination of answer to prayer for a faithful. And patient man and his wife. Fulfilling not just their personal needs, but at the same time shaping the events of history. Because who is John the Baptist going to be? John the Baptist will be the final link between the Old Testament and the New, he will be the new Elijah the herald of the long-promised, patience, and long-awaited, patience, Messiah, Jesus. So, patience is also about God's greater purposes. God answers prayer in his own way and in his own time. And we need to be, this is the challenge, to be prepared to pray and to see God's greater purposes. I have a, um, an application study Bible and in that Bible it says, uh, with the notes on this section, this reading, it says that God worked in an impossible situation. Elizabeth was barren, And it goes on to say, if we want to have our prayers answered, we must be open. We must be open to what God can do in impossible situations. Are you open to what God can do in an impossible situation? Don't listen to what the world tells you is possible and impossible. Listen to what God tells you is possible and we must wait for God to work in his way in his time patiently so as I bring these few thoughts um, to a close are, are are we prepared this morning and if you think of the story of John the Baptist his, his role was to prepare a straight path for the coming Messiah. His whole ministry was about preparation. Are we prepared this morning? Are we like the pastor who, okay, he's a bit angry, he's a bit bad-tempered, but it's because God he's asked God to prepare his heart to be patient and God's chipping away at those ugly bits are we prepared to receive God this morning are we are we prayerful as well not just prepared but are we prayerful and expectant can we remember those long forgotten prayers is it time to Dust off a few prayers that we've said in the past and rekindle them. Do we see that when we're patient, God's greater purposes can be seen at work? He's making us patient for a reason, so that he can be glorified, so that the name of Jesus can be glorified. In my life, Lord, be glorified. Prepare me. Make me prayerful. Make make me see your greater purposes at work. And when all these characteristics come together in one place, we might just see God working, final P, powerfully. We might just see God working powerfully amongst us. For nothing is impossible with God. Amen.